Hello and welcome to Truth and Journalism, a radio broadcast dedicated to applying the Word of God to current events. Well, today on Truth and Journalism, we're going to talk about hanging out. So, this week, there was big, huge, gargantuan, colossal, earth-shaking news. Yes, the Epstein files were going to be unsealed by a judge. Dun-dun-dun! Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Sweet Lady J would be coming, and soon and very soon, because now... All the pedos would be exposed, and the truth would come to light, and the whole crooked enterprise would be blasted. R- right? I mean, that's that's what was destined to happen, right? <laughs> oh, condescending laugh, my sweet, sweet babies. If you believed that all the dirt would be exposed in one shot, then you need to take some cynicism pills to counteract all that naivete. The whole truth is never going to come out. And even if it does, it will come out in such a way that it will never be verifiable. Even if someone who wants to tell all tells all, that person will be discredited or will lack evidence. You want to know how I know? Because there were two people who presumably knew everything, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. One of them is dead, and the other one, oddly enough, apparently had no evidence to give against anyone at all, And the prosecutors just couldn't be bothered to find out whom Epstein and Maxwell were providing underage girls for. I mean, they were probably busy that day, and they probably skipped breakfast even, so we can't blame them for not asking a known child trafficker whom she trafficked children to. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) let's not be ridiculous. Now, maybe there are some of you, maybe you're one of them, and you're, you're out there and you're saying, well, Luke, Epstein committed suicide, and Maxwell just didn't know anything else of value for the prosecutors to offer her a plea deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah, how do those boots taste? Do those boots taste good when you lick them? I always assumed patent leather would be bland and maybe a bit salty, but you let me know, right? Friends, think about it. The only two people who knew it all are either dead or in prison. Neither of them have testified against any of their trafficking clients. Those facts ought to be enough to prove that we are never going to know everything. The most we'll ever get is leaked information about certain individuals or groups when it's convenient to blackmail them. And you might say, but Lukey, There can't be any blackmail because Epstein is dead. Mm Mm-hmm, yep, and where do you think all his documents went? Brothers and sisters, I'll never get over this fact that the FBI just lost all the tapes that Epstein had. They just went missing. The FBI came and found all these cataloged and categorized tapes, some apparently labeled with evidence on them, but they just had to leave them at Epstein's Manhattan residence for four days because, well, darn shucks, Wouldn't you know it? They had the wrong warrant. (laughs) The warrant didn't permit them to take evidence from the scene, which is odd. I mean, why wouldn't you get a warrant that permits you to take evidence from the home? It's also odd that it took them four days to get the appropriate warrant. Four days? You're telling me that with all the judges in the jurisdiction over Manhattan, that it took Four days to find one who would issue a new warrant that would allow them to take possession of tapes from the home of a child trafficker? Also, you want me to believe that it's just an accident that they didn't station someone at the home to secure the property? It must just not have been that important. I mean, you have a child trafficker who was connected to some of the wealthiest and most powerful people in the world with boxes 
of CDs, of video from the home, and you're just going to leave them there unaccompanied? Nobody's just going to like hang out and make sure nobody breaks in and takes all the evidence. Not important. Was everyone hungry? Did they all skip breakfast? Did you have more pressing matters to attend to? Friends, one of two things happened with Jeffrey Epstein's case vis-a-vis the FBI. Either the FBI is helping to keep things hushed up so that domestic intelligence agencies can continue to use the evidence he collected as blackmail, or they are so monumentally incompetent that it beggars the imagination. And frankly, at this level of incompetence, I'm not sure which is worse. If FBI agents really think that just leaving all this evidence unaccompanied was safe, then they're either corrupt or stupid. You might say, oh, Luke, what are you suggesting? That the wealthy, powerful elites who presumably are caught on tape doing illegal things would try to break in and steal the evidence? Oh, yes. If you have pearls, clutch them now. Yes, that's what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that pedophiles are not going to be put off by a little bit of breaking and entering. If you're going to plunder an underage girl's body, you're certainly going to affect a robbery to save your own skin. You say, well, Luke, that sounds like a conspiracy. To claim that powerful people would go and break in and steal that evidence, that's a conspiracy. What evidence do you have? The fact that it happened. The evidence went missing. Now, the FBI claims that Epstein's lawyer took it all, but he brought it all back, so it's okay. Ha. (laughs) Okay, sure, tell me another one. It's okay, guys. The lawyer for the blackmailing pedophile who took all the blackmail evidence totally brought it all back when the FBI asked for it. Mm Mm-hmm, yep, yeah, yeah, that's what happened. And you know what? Even if he did... I'm sure that he didn't just copy that blackmail evidence. No, 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 no. Not a chance. There is no way to copy a DVD after all. Oh, wait, it's ludicrously easy to do. Funny thing is, if the FBI did actually get all these CDs and all these data and all this evidence back, it was in 2019. Has the FBI brought charges, criminal charges against anyone? No? Huh? Well, that's kind of odd. Kind of weird, right? I mean, I guess it means that those tapes didn't contain any evidence of any criminal activity. Because the FBI that sent 15 agents to investigate a garage door pull in a NASCAR garage clearly has enough power, enough manpower, to watch these CDs and bring charges in the course of over four years, right? Then again, maybe the FBI has just been so busy with January 6th, or maybe there are more Catholic parishes they need to infiltrate. Maybe they're all really sleepy. You know what? Maybe the FBI was late, was up late last night with with a crying baby and is having trouble focusing on work for nearly five years. It happens, right? They're probably hungry. I bet they skipped breakfast and now they have to leave early for a soccer game. Brothers and sisters, we little people, we peons, we peasants, we are never going to see justice done in the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. Oh, sure. Here and there, we'll get tossed some red meat when the blackmail is selectively used to take out people who have become enemies to the elite or who have outlived their usefulness. And by the way, I know I've talked about this before, but make no mistake about this. The elites, the deep state, the swamp, the permanent bureaucracy, and their friends in big business and media, make no mistake, there is no loyalty among thieves. Those who are members of the elites are always one mistake away from being tossed to the wolves. Once you outlive your usefulness, you are gotten rid of. 
And this getting rid of serves two functions. One, it keeps the troops in line. And two, it convinces the peasants that there is real justice and an actual chance that there is equal justice under law in this country. But that's not true. And anyone with a brain knows that it's not true. Now, don't get me wrong. Equal justice under law is a great, noble, and godly aspiration. And I truly believe that a huge number, if not the majority, perhaps even the vast majority of those in law enforcement, including the FBI and prosecutors and in the courts, really do desire to see equal justice under law. I think that the majority probably do. They really want to work for justice. But it doesn't take an awful lot of bad apples to ruin a whole barrel. In fact, I'm pretty sure that one bad apple can spoil the whole barrel. Because that's the nature of corruption. Rot spreads. Now, for better and for worse, rot cannot remain hidden forever. Eventually, the rot is exposed. Always the rot is exposed. Eventually, a corrupt and rotten system will be shown for what it is, either by those fighting corruption from the inside or from external forces from the outside, like a war, for instance. Our system is rotten. Oh, sure, there's plenty of good wood in there. But there is so much rot that one wonders if the building can be salvaged. Again, I know that there are people out there who are thinking, okay, Luke, it does really look bad, but you don't know that Epstein had blackmail that's now fallen into government hands. Sure, I don't know that in the same way that I don't know that the world is round or that Japan is a place that exists. Sure, I've never been to space to check for myself, but to believe that the world is flat is so preposterous and idiotic that I'll believe the world is round all the same, thanks. And no, I've never been to Japan. But I've seen an awful lot of convincing evidence, including my Aunt Yoshika, who claims to have come from Japan. I found her testimony rather credible. Unfortunately, there are a lot of well-meaning people out there who confuse certainty with sufficiency. Just because we don't have certain evidence that Epstein was collecting blackmail information and that that blackmail is now in the hands of U.S. intelligence agencies doesn't mean that we don't have sufficient evidence. Friends, what's the alternative? That Epstein was a child trafficker who had reams of DVDs and they all contained no crime? That the FBI just happened to have the wrong warrant, darn shucks, and needed four days to get a new one and left nobody to watch the files and then the files all went missing and they got them all back, but they just haven't had time to do anything with them? That's the alternative. And that would require a level of gross incompetence that strains, nay, shatters credulity. It beggars the imagination to think that the FBI could be that incompetent. Now, you might say, but Luke, if it's a cover-up, that would mean a huge number of FBI agents need to be involved in a cabal. N no. N no, it, it doesn't mean that at all. I'm sure that a lot of well-meaning and justice-seeking people worked the Epstein case. But there is such a thing as being stonewalled. There is such a thing as people who keep themselves blinded on purpose. Anyone who's watched a cop drama about cops on a crooked force know that there's always the fresh-faced rookie who wants to turn the whole thing into internal affairs and the, the hard-bitten, world-weary, cynical, six-months-till-retirement sergeant or detective or whatever tells old fresh-face, to not ask questions you don't want answers to. Lots of people tolerate corruption by engaging in self-imposed plausible deniability. It's also known as burying your head in the sand. Or just yelling, Sergeant Schultz style, I see nothing! Now, not having certainty of corruption does not give them the moral get-out-of-jail-free card. You can know without knowing. 
But again, that's just one more piece of evidence that the system is corrupt. When there are good men and women who just keep their heads down and try to do their bit and not worry about things above their pay grade, they become bad men and bad women because they have become complicit in the scheme. I'm sure that exposing corruption exposes the whistleblower to significant personal and professional danger. Absolutely. And I'm sure fighting corruption is dangerous and trying work that requires great courage. But if you don't have the courage to police the police, then you lack the honor and the moral authority to police anyone else. As we saw in the Uvalde elementary shooting, there were a whole lot of guys who were awfully tough with their badges and guns and tasers and batons and their sunglasses and their dip when they're intimidating a soccer mom who didn't properly signal before turning left, but who are utter cowards when called to risk their lives to save children. If you don't have the courage to risk your life to save children, then you have no moral authority to enforce the law at all. If you lack the courage to take personal risks to enforce the law, then you lack the moral authority to enforce the law full stop. The problem is that we have a lot of people who have exchanged professionalism for morality. They've traded credentials for personal honor. They've chosen career over righteousness. And no amount of slick suits and Ivy League degrees can wash away the shame that comes from failing to do your duty. But we accept this as a culture because we're a culture of cowards. We're a society of feeble, emasculated weaklings, too pusillanimous to take risks. We have no honor. Yes, I use that word repeatedly, deliberately, and specifically. We have no honor. It's a concept that our society has forgotten, or not even forgotten, just excised out of public consciousness. We don't think about honor because we don't want to think about honor because we don't want to think that such a thing as honor exists. We want to pretend that honor and shame are Bronze Age conceptions that have no functional correspondence to reality, but they're real and we hate them and we hate the idea of honor and shame because we have no honor and we're being crushed under the staggering load of shame that is grinding us into powder. A nation of oath-breaking, cowardly, narcissistic, selfish, murderous, drugged up, deviant, decadent, addled, chronic masturbators. That's what we are. Friends, we have a corrupt government because we're a corrupt people. Our cops are cowards because we're cowards. Our elites get by with their shameful behavior because we as a nation are burdened under a stupefying load of shame ourselves. We have corruption because we're cowards, and we're cowards because we have no honor, and we have no honor because we're shamed and shameful and in denial of it. And all this is because we've rejected Christ. Without Christ, this is what we'll have. Without Christ, all you'll get in government is a pack of power-hungry blackmailers and the cowards and useful idiots who are just working for retirement trying not to make waves. Without Christ, our society will continue to degenerate into a bunch of degenerates who lack the moral authority to even be outraged by the gross corruption of our government. But this need not be our doom. We can turn. Even now, we can turn to Christ and have him bear away our shame and clothe us in dignity and honor and give us good cheer, help us to take heart, and by the Spirit's power, we will have the courage to live for Christ in a corrupt age. I hope and pray we will, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another exciting episode of Truth in Journalism. Thank you, and may God bless your day to his glory.